0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it on this uh, Valentine's Day. Uh, we wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Thank God for how great is His love towards us that keeps us and sustains us. Uh, love is patient, love is kind, love endures all things, hopes all things. And we know the beautiful thing about love never fails. So on this morning, we prepare to uh, receive a word from our God and bless him in the preaching and teaching of his word. If you have your Bibles, you can join us in the Gospel according to Luke uh, 24th chapter verses 28 to 31 as we continue to walk through this text of Jesus on the Emmaus Road and walking with him, fellowshipping with him, communing with him, the joy we have in this unity. And fellowship in this relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, as we prepare to come to Him in His Word, let us take this moment to pray, uh, to, and to seek His face, and definitely invoke wisdom and in, uh, His presence as we open up His Word. We open up our hearts and our minds to Him. Join me if you will. Gracious Father, Lord, we thank you for how wonderful you are, how awesome you are, how magnificent you are, how majestic you are. You are mighty to be praised and to worship. You are God alone. There is none like you. Thank you for blessing us with one more day in your presence. Thank you for allowing us to see today. Thank you, God, that you blessed us with your grace, your mercy, your strength. Father, we are going through different diverse times and situations, Lord, some of adversities, of trials and tribulations, Lord, some of joy and some of peace. But through it all, God, you are consistent. You are a constant. You are faithful. And so, Father, we're thanking you that in times of our weakness, and time of our pain, in times of our troubles, you have been a present help in the time of trouble. You are always mighty to save. You are able and powerful and all too wonderful so continue to search our hearts as we come to before you in your presence uh, bless us to know you bless us to see you father we are desperate to know you help us to have your word hidden in our heart uh, that we might not sin against you help us almighty god that we might see jesus as we desire to walk with you commune with you fellowship with you being your disciples your servants In hearing you lovingly call us, Lord, your friend. Bless us, Lord, as we prepare to open up your word. uh, We open up our heart, our our heart and our eyes to you, to see you, to know you, to live for you. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this morning. Uh, You might be joining us through our Facebook page, YouTube, or Zion's website. Also, when to say on zionbcpeoria.com, you can join in and uh, you can download our app, whether it be through the Apple Store or the Android Store, you can download our app and stay connected with Zion and also be able to give online uh, through the app as well. Uh, as we prepare to open up our word, we're going to continue on this walk in Luke, the 24th chapter, uh, in The road to your maze, Jesus meets the two disciples who are in downtrodden times, trying to grasp, grasp with the message that the tomb is empty, that he is alive, but yet they are still wrestling with the legitimacy of this message. And so as we look um, at our text today, uh, we are going to look at verses 28 to 31 and talking about the theme, if you will, from a stranger to a friend. How do we make friends oftentimes, right, if that person starts out as a stranger and next thing you know, you find things in common and then you build and develop a relationship with this person. And then sometimes you might find a special bond that helps illuminate something special that you two share and then it becomes a mutual affection, hence they become friends. And no longer just an associate, an acquaintance or someone you may know. You have probably made a lasting friendship, maybe from your first day of school or kindergarten, first grade or going to a new school or high school or some college or university. Or there might have been times you made a long lasting friend from moving to a new area, a new neighborhood, a new country, a new job, maybe a new hobby. You formed a lasting friend. Uh, Studies show that many times people have at least two lasting or long friendships that they have made. And it's truly a blessing if you have more than two. uh, But it's definitely a, a good task to have at least one you can confide and trust in and have a healthy relationship with. There are some people who are very friendly that always make friends no matter where they go and we say some things about them that they never met a stranger Uh, uh, the idea that they are always affectionate and kind to whoever they meet is contrast to the ideology or the teacher we teach right stranger danger do not talk to strangers compared to someone who always finds a stranger to be hospitable and kind and compassionate we make friends think about how we conduct these friendships How we make these friends, how we form these friendships from being a stranger uh, to a friend. I want to highlight one method that oftentimes happens around a table. Uh, You set up a a dinner date, a lunch date, meet for coffee, or you sit around a table, you gather, you commune, you talk. And you might decide to make a deal or you negotiate or you make an initiation of a long lasting binding relationship or you might turn an enemy into a friend around a table. And I want to talk about how when we come to church. When we come to worship, once again, when we're able to be in person, how we too gather around a table. And in that table, we come to know Jesus and ourselves and the communion and the fellowship we have with him every time we come together and we Break, we bless the bread, we break the bread, and we take of the cup, we bless the cup, and we drink of the cup, and we do it around the table. On the table, it says, as often as we do, we do this in remembrance of Him. We come and break bread and commune around the table and develop fellowship around the table. How we trans, how we transfer from a strange, a stranger to a friend. And so today we're looking in this text today, how this stranger walking with them and develop a relationship with them by communicating with them. And he talks about to them specifically about how the work of the Messiah had to be done before entering into glory. Uh, this impactful teaching, this moment of leading of communion, uh, leads them to point to Jesus dying on the cross. Uh, Luke 24, verses 25 to 26, to review, it says that, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? We we were created for God's glory. Jesus fulfilled the glory of his work by dying on the cross. And to think about we want to be in fellowship with the glorious son of God, And we must remind ourselves, Isaiah 43 and 7 says that we were created for his glory. It reads it this way, New Living uh, Translation. Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. We call God our God. We were created for his glory. Christ shows us how he died in obedience, doing the work of the Father for the glory of the Lord. So we come to know this glory through the Son of God who died on the cross for our sins. This is the work that Jesus is teaching the disciples, how all the scriptures point to the Messiah's suffering before he entered his glory. This leads us to this moment of this text now after he has open up those scriptures into their hearts, into their minds, and preach and teach and talk them as they are walking on their destination, that they've come to the conclusion of the great point of this exclamation of this message that we now pick up for our study in our text today in verse 28, it says, By this time they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. Jesus acted as if he were going on, but they begged him, Stay, night with us since it's getting late so he went home with them as they sat down to eat he took the bread and blessed it then he broke it and gave it to them suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him and at that moment he disappeared what i want to talk about today again moving from stranger to friend in this text we see here jesus gives them an opportunity to go deeper in this relationship on their own. We know that the stranger is Jesus, and yet the stranger is still hidden from them. It says that he acted as if he was going on. He was basically giving them an opportunity to invite him in, to welcome this stranger in, to come to where they are, to come to their place of 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 hospitality to form that this is my home, but I will welcome the stranger into this place. And we see here that they took advantage of that, that they begged him to to come in. Jesus does not force his way. in. He gave them the opportunity to invite him to stay here. The stranger has opened up the scriptures to them and pointed out how the Messiah was revealed in the scriptures. He has drawn them in and develop a deeper connection with them from d- rightly dividing the word of truth. We were first introduced to them by seeing him as a stranger, but now we see him and we know him to be the son of God who is has broadened their understanding of the events that have took place these past few days. You can see how they have intently listened to the stranger and have been drawn in by this conversation. The stranger is invited to stay. Now the stranger becomes a friend. Verse 29 says, but they begged him, stay the night with us, till it's getting late. So he went home with them. The irony of this is the stranger knows them better than they know themselves. <laughs> the stranger is friendly to them and entertains their invitation of a continued fellowship. How things change when we accept Jesus. Jesus has invited us to know him and have a relationship with him. The two disciples show us how we need to be open to receive Jesus into our life by being open to hear the word of God. Jesus, when he comes in, will change your life situation. Invite Jesus into your life. I encourage you. Invite Jesus into your life. Jesus is already present in our life. But is he a stranger or is he a welcome friend? Jesus moves from stranger to friend when we accept his presence in our life and we seek to have a fellowship with him through the Holy Spirit and truly allowing him to come into our home and have free reign. This is an intimate, life changing relationship. This fellowship with Jesus is intimate. And because when we welcome him in, this is what happens. When we welcome him in simultaneously, we're giving him permission to take over our life. We are open to receive his rebuke as well as his praise. We are open for him to change our lives and convict us and show us the things that we have in our darkness, in our hidden place. Even the secrets we try to even keep from others, we will reveal to him and he will reveal to us even the secrets we try to hide from ourselves. Letting Jesus in is to let him change us from the inside out to show us that who we are in the past does not have to be who we will be in his presence and in the future. So we should not be denying him, but accepting him and inviting him and let others see how God is changing us and growing us because of our relationship with Jesus. We are changed by Jesus. Think about how you might have met a stranger who became a friend and how that changed your life. And it might have changed your life for the better or for the worse. But it impacted you some way, somehow. But now think about how your life will change with Jesus. Your life with Jesus will change not just for a time period, but for eternity. There is no other person you can meet that can have that kind of effect on your life. Jesus is the son of God who possesses that kind of eternal power to change your life. Will you let him in? Think of how we practice again that method. Do not talk to stranger. stranger danger. But yet if we can open up and allow Jesus in and see that he can change us and make us better, make us the people who we want to be, the men, the women of God we want to be. He can change us. And not only that will he change us, then maybe how we might meet people on the street who are strangers and we might be able to introduce them to Jesus, that they might come to a relationship with him. They might come to know him and pardon of their sins. They might come to know him and the liberty and the glory of salvation because of the life we lead in obedience to God. Jesus was a stranger to the two who did not know they were entertaining the son of God. They welcome this stranger not only into the house, but to their table. Sitting at the table, Luke 24, verse 30 and 31 says, as they sat down to eat, he took the bread, blessed it. Then he broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly their eyes were opened. And they recognized him, and at that moment, he disappeared. Think again how around the table we make fellowships, we establish relationships. Television and Hollywood make scenes around tables because of how we use tables in our lives. These tables are in business rooms, dining rooms, breakfast nooks, ballrooms, dine-in establishments. And parks and recreations, the people that gather around these tables, gather to speak on business secrets, relationships, negotiations and other situations that impact our lives. These sometimes settings are public and then sometimes the most important ones are the intimate settings. When the table is in your home, it is your secret private place where people gather around this table and expose the temperature and the temperate of the people around the table in this house. When there's tension, it is sensed in the air, in the quietness at the table. How no one speaks, how no one talks, no one maintains eye contact. You can sense around the table there's some uneasiness here today. Or there might be some joy in the air and synergy around the table from the laughter and the giggles and the cracking and the hand gestures and the lively conversations around the table. But sometimes tables even mentioned by actions, we see around the table what's happening there by who's not at the table, who's not at the table, why speculation may come because of a broken relationship, because of a hurt or harm or maybe because of a loss or maybe because of a rejection, or maybe comes from discipline. But those who may not be around the table impacts who is sitting at the table. There's times when no one is no longer welcome to the table, and therefore they're missing from the table. But yet at the table is where things are discussed. Things are changed. At the tables we see proposals. At the tables we see engagements. At the tables we see signs and letters written and, and documentation. At the tables we see children choosing which college they want to go to. At the table we see children working on their homework, working on their progression. At the table we see expressions of love and declarations around the table. Have you invited Jesus to sit at your table, to break bread with him, to commune with him, to talk with him? Inviting Jesus to the table will change you because he will become the host, for you are in the presence of the Most High. Did you catch that? How it changes that when he comes into your house, he becomes the host. You are not the host. You become the guest. Because when you invite Jesus in, roles become reversed. You are no longer in control, but you are submitting to the will of the one who controls all things. You are submitting to the one that created you for his glory and for his purpose so that now you can fully fulfill your purpose by being who he's called you to be. By sitting under his teachings, his instructions, by embracing his love, his grace. And his mercy by seeing him open up your eyes to see what he has called you to do by exposing the darkness and the rooms that you have hidden that you've long forgotten that he helps release you of those pain of those regrets and that shame to let you know that I love you my daughter. I love you my son. You are mine. I forgive you because you called on me. You accepted me as your personal Lord and said, oh, the joy of knowing who the son sets free is free and then all the joy of know that I have liberty, I have deliverance because of the great fellowship and the communion I have through the blood of Jesus. Notice what happens here. As they sat down to eat, it says he took the bread. Normally the one who lives in the house is the head of the house and the head of the house is the one that does the blessing at the table. But here, as Jesus did on the night of his betrayal, he was the host and he took the bread, he broke the bread and he uh, blessed. I'm sorry, he took the bread, he blessed the bread and he broke the bread and he gave it to them. Jesus communes with the two. And I want to point out the moment that he comes up and he blesses the bread. This is the tradition that they will have that they'll take the bread and they'll bless the bread. And when they bless the bread after that, they break the bread. This is my body, which was broken for you. And he gives it to them and they eat of the bread. The symbolizing of them in, in accepting the sacrifice and consuming the sacrifice. Jesus took the lead when he eats with the disciples. He took the lead as he did on the night of his betrayal. Every time as we are breaking bread and we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup in remembrance of our Lord and Savior, we do so until it's coming back again. It's a moment in time for us to feel His presence. To remind us of the call of discipleship. To remind us of the work of salvation that He had to suffer to go through to enter into glory. To remind us that we welcome Him into our heart. Have you invited Jesus to your table? Has He become your friend? Allow him to become your host and give him your best. Seek to know him and commune with him daily, every moment of your life. And to see how the word of God will transform and change you to be who you desire to be. Change you for the better because how great he is. The wonderful presence of the Lord will change you from the inside out. His presence shows us. His power, as we give him access into our hearts to change us, to transform us, to be a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And he will open up our eyes. Verse 31. Suddenly, their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. When we recognize Jesus as our Lord, we'll be awakened to see him for who he is. And he will no longer be a stranger, but he will be our Lord. He'll be our God. Think about how while he was with them, he was who he always is. But they could not see him, for they were clouded from their own doubt, their own despair by their limited understanding of the work of Christ. But as Christ was opening up the word to them and walking, you see the deeper connection came that they invited him in into the house and he took the lead and they submitted to him. And as he took up the bread, blessed the bread, broke the bread, gave them the bread, they ate of the bread They were awakened and enlightened that this is Jesus. He fulfilled everything he told them in the scriptures. They were witnesses to it. And yet they were witnesses to his resurrection as they participated in breaking of bread with him. We too now need to believe the record and have it impacted in our lives. Invite Christ to your table. Make room for him in your life. Allow him to be your host, to be your king, to be your Lord, for he is the son of God. Here's a beautiful thing. That they knew him as a stranger, but the stranger knew them better than they know themselves. I want to encourage you to know that you serve a God that knows you better than you know yourself. So all your doubts, all your insecurities, all your issues that you have. Just take him to Jesus. He knows what you're going through. He just needs you to surrender to him. Be still and know that he is God. Know that he is present. Know that he is able. Know that he is willing. And know that he loves you and he cares for you. And he desires for you to know him. Not as a stranger, but as a friend. And we are known as his friends by being his disciples. And to be his disciples, we must know his word. And to know his word, we know him as the son of God. And to know him as the son of God, we know him to die on the cross for our sins. So that we might have a right relationship with God, the father. So welcome him in and let him be your friend and know him as your Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Father, we just are grateful for that you are not a stranger, but you stick closer than any brother, that you are a present help in the time of trouble, that even in darkness, Lord, you are as light, that you are the life, you are the living bread, you are the way, you are the resurrection. So help us, oh God, to trust in you, to depend on you and follow you. Forgive us, oh God, for the roadblocks, the hindrances and Many of the things we allow to stop us from fully developing a trust in you. Father, but here we are. We confess and we repent and we reveal our hearts to you in our desperate for you to have your way. And God is Lord into your presence. We welcome you to sit at our table. We thank you for the invitation that we can come to you and sit at your table. So, Lord, until that time comes. That we'll see you again in glory. May we see you in our daily walk. Through your spirit. Through your word. Through your creation. And may we bring you glory and honor. By our obedience. And Father Lord if there's someone. Today that was touched by this word. And they want to see Jesus Lord I pray. That they can confess with their mouth. And believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. They shall be saved. And Lord help them to find a place of fellowship to encourage them to help them continue to grow and walk. Lord, if it's this place, Lord, help them to reach out so we can stay connected and help them continue to grow. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. God bless you. If you can share this message, like it, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, share it on Facebook, and and encourage one another to work out and walk out this word of God. And do this gospel. Thank you so much. Remember, Jesus loves you, and so do I. Until we meet again, God bless you and keep.